Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by APT Capital Group, where Kyle and Lalita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before I get started, please make sure to head over to our website, aptcapitalgroup.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, now let's get into our show. Join us at the Virtual Asset Management Summit on June 21st through June 27th. It's a seven-day content-packed event for multifamily operators and asset managers with over 1,500 attendees and over 20 amazing speakers. You will hear from top experts about topics such as construction management, KPIs, refinancing, investor relations, the capital stack, disposition, and so much more. Go to www.amsummit2021.com to grab your free ticket to become the best-in-class operator. Discover the best asset management strategies all in one place. We hope to see you there at the Virtual Asset Management Summit. On today's show, we have another good friend of ours with us, Jenny Gu. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Awesome. Well, before we head into today's interview, here's a little bit about Jenny. Jenny is a managing partner at Vertical Street Ventures, which was established to help individuals achieve their financial goals through passive investing in real estate. As one of the founders, Jenny currently oversees asset management and investor relations. She is a full-time real estate professional and focuses on acquiring and operating assets, as well as helping others reach financial freedom. So today we're taking it back to foundation and how crucial a mentor is in this business. But before we start, Jenny, go ahead and take it from here and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Great. Thanks, guys. Excited to be here. Yeah. So you did a great job with the intro. I uh, just would add a couple things. I spent 13 years in corporate America coming right out of college. And then meanwhile, during that time, my husband and I uh, dived into real estate investing because we really wanted to diversify our portfolio. And so we started purchasing single family homes all in the Cincinnati Midwest area. And then like many others in this industry, we quickly realized we wanted to scale up faster grow faster. And really the only way to do that was to dive into the multifamily side of the business. So that's what we did. I actually went ahead and quit my job. I think similar to you, Kyle, ahead of purchasing a single multifamily unit, burn the bridges first because we believed in the model so much. And then now, you know, a couple of deals later, we've started a company. My partner and I started a company and looking to do more syndications and helping others, you know, this year. And we live in Southern California, one of the lucky ones to get sun year round with my husband. Uh, We have two kids and a dog. So the whole two and a half kid thing going on for us. Nice. That is eerie how similar our stories are minus the kids, but everything else is very, very similar with a single family starting and then getting into multifamily and leaving your job before even getting the first deal. So I completely understand that. So kudos to you on your success so far. 
So I'm excited about today's topic because finding a mentor is very crucial, but it's also not easy to do when you're out seeking a mentor. So I'm excited because a lot of people always ask me, Kyle, how can I add value to you? You know, let me know and I can add value to you and and you can mentor me. And I always think that that's the wrong way to go. And so I would love your feedback. And that's what we're going to talk about today, Jenny. So let's start by telling the listeners a little bit more about your journey and how you came to the conclusion that you needed a mentor. Yeah. So being in the corporate world, you know, I had many mentors from the start of my career at P&G all the way to the very end. And in, in many cases, not just one, but multiple, right, for various reasons. And, you know, part of that is because, it, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. I feel like it takes a village to create a successful individual. And because of my relationships with mentors at PNG, I've become who I am today, whether it's in my professional style, how I operate, what I work on. And so being associated with mentors, having that system really shapes who you are and makes you a successful person. So translating that over to the real estate side, you know, this is a new industry for us. We wanted to find a way to quickly learn and accelerate that growth. And the only way, the logical way for us to do that was to start by finding a mentor. And so that's what we did. We found someone who was uh, obviously had a success track record that we liked and wanted to emulate, then also had the same values, both professionally and personally as well. So that's, I think that's the right way to start is finding someone who can help you accelerate your learning. But then to your point earlier, also find a way to give back to them. So you're not that person who's an energy sucker, right? Right. Absolutely. What exactly were you looking into for a mentor? Talk about some of the traits that you were looking for. You mentioned a little bit right there, but what were some of the things that you were trying to accelerate in your learning path? Yeah. So what I started with this, what success did I want to strive or strive for, you know, in 10, 15 years, or hopefully even sooner. So I wanted somebody who was at that point in their lives that had that success track record that I wanted and I saw for myself and my family. So that's one. And then two and three really are the values. So is this person someone, because you're, you know, we say you're married to your syndicator for five years, right? You're essentially, you know, married to your or a partner or your mentor for that much longer or more. And so the values had to align. So what I mean by that is, you know, I found somebody who, you know, I personally find that had integrity, that had transparency, that had a growth mindset, something that I try to hold myself to day in and day out. And does this person have the same thing? Because at the end of the day, if you guys don't align on values, then there's going to be a lot more conflict. And that just doesn't make sense as a mentor and mentee couple, right? Yep. Yep, absolutely. So your mentor is now your business partner. And I don't know that you see that often. I've seen it happen, but typically that doesn't happen. So was that ultimately your goal? Were you seeking out a mentor to become your business partner or just help you with your growth? Yeah, I don't think it started out that way. But in hindsight, now looking at it, it essentially was a almost like a year long interview for a partner. Right. So we, you know, how we found each other. So my husband actually found Steve, my partner now. 
first. And Steve was speaking at one of these meetup events for multifamily investors and syndicators. And he pursued Steve. He said, Hey, I I really enjoyed your talk. Let's go grab some coffee. Let's go grab a drink. I would love to just learn more about you. I actually had the kids at that time. So you know how that goes (laughs) with watching them. But, you know, afterwards, Steve and I connected. And this is around the time where I said, Hey, you know what? I'm actually planning on quitting my job soon. I would love to essentially intern for you, right? For lack of a better word. And because I have the time, the capacity, and I have all this corporate experience in my background, you know, let me work with you and help you run your properties because, you know, Steve had a corporate job still at that time. So it was a kind of a win-win situation in that aspect where we were able to add value to each other. That's awesome. So how much education did you have prior to kind of introducing yourself to Steve and really making the decision to leave your job? Yeah. So we had owned our single family rentals for about two to three years. During that time, we just gobbled up, you know, all these books and podcasts and listened to all of these networking events. And so we had that paper knowledge, like the book knowledge, right? That you learn on your own. And then obviously the corporate experience in terms of property management. I spent a lot of years running our sales strategies for our billion dollar brands at P&G. I managed cross-functional teams. So that experience itself lent very well to an easy transfer to a new industry. So that learning was very important to set myself up as a potential mentee, because a lot of times you don't want to go in green. The last thing that you want to do is walk up to somebody and say, hey, I would love to be your mentee. I know nothing. (laughs) Will you mentor me? That's the worst thing you can do. So it's super important to at least know the very foundations and basics of whatever you're trying to learn more about so that you don't come in completely a novice. Right. I love that. Can you talk a little bit about your kind of process of how you decided you were going to leave your job to pursue multifamily full time because you didn't have any deals yet? You're still seeking out a mentor. That's not an easy decision to make. I know personally, and you know, there's a lot of people out there who are listening that also strive to do this, but maybe can't get over the hump. Maybe they have the excuse for lack of a better word that they have kids, but you had kids, you know, that they needed the income. I'm sure you needed the income. So how did that all work out with you and your husband and your family? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a super important decision, right? For you and your family. What we did was we started out with goal setting. We sat down and we said, okay, what are our priorities? And what needs to happen or what needs to be true to get us to that point. And so for us, it took a family event to make us realize, you know, unfortunately, it takes something like that to make you kind of sit and prioritize everything going on in your life. And so it took a a family event. It brought us back to L.A. to be closer to family. And we said, you know, we want to be more flexible with our schedule. We want to have more time to spend with our relatives and have our kids spend their time with their grandparents. And so we set a goal to be financially independent. And then we created our magical number to get us there. And so fortunately, we were able to get to call it a a halfway point with the single families. That allowed me to quit my job, have my husband still work. He's with P&G as well. So have him still work and bring in some additional income, but give us the flexibility for us to have me go dive into multifamily full-time. And so really it starts with the goals and the vision for your family. That's super important. And then you just have to take action because a lot of people just set their goals, you know, January 1st, beginning of the year, and then they never take action. And by the end of the month, you know, they've already given up. So you just got to hold yourself accountable to it. 
Yeah, I love the team aspect there, right? And it's not just an individual. I mean, Lolita and I did the same thing. Lolita kept her full-time job, was able to provide us with the income that we needed to live, and then I'm building our long-term wealth. So I think uh, my other friend who has a similar situation with another company he runs, he said that you know Lolita would be the cash flow and I would be the equity. And that's how we looked at it. And it's worked out very well. And if you can find and team up together as a couple, it, it often can work out where one person can live leave and try and really build their long-term wealth while another person, you know, generates the cash flow. Exactly. I like that analogy. I'm going to use that. (laughs) Yeah, I liked it too. It wasn't mine. So I stole that one. So (laughs) looking back, you know, I think it's been probably a year and a half now since you've met Steve. What are some of the benefits from meeting Steve? How have you grown versus maybe if you wouldn't have had a mentor to start? Yeah, great question. So here's how I like to think about, I would say, could I be successful in what I'm currently doing? Without my mentor and Steve, absolutely. I 100% believe that I would achieve the same level of success. The differentiating factor is because I had a mentor, I was able to accelerate the amount of success quickly, right? Because, you know, I leverage my mentor for his knowledge, but then also the resources that he already had, right? So I was able to tap into his network, work with his brokers and his lenders already in the marketplace, right? If you guys know this, it would have taken so many months to establish yourself in a new market with the brokers and your credibility with lenders, so on and so forth. So I think if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. Having a mentor, just the key factor there is that they accelerate your learning for you. And obviously you're an important part of that in that journey and you have to do the work, but without it, it just, it doesn't take you that far as quickly. Yep. So anyone out there that wants to find a mentor, what are some creative ways and what's the right way to go about adding value? Like I said earlier, I get people all the time calling me and saying, how can I add value to Kyle? And I don't think that's the right way because really, you know, I'll let you answer the question and I'll kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah, that's ideal, right? When someone approaches you or you approach someone, but the first thing you think about is, okay, well, how can I add value to them? I think more importantly, you probably want to get to know them first, right? So instead of like day one, hey, Kyle, I just met you. Can I be your mentee? That's probably not the right path to take. Instead, meet with them first. Maybe it's over breakfast, coffee, whatever that is, get them in outside of their environment and then get to know what their strengths and weaknesses are. Okay. Because what you'll want to do is figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are and see how you can complement them. So here's the example. You know, I learned that Steve is a super busy W2 corporate guy at that time. He just had no time to work on things like putting together a chapter of an MFM multifamily masters organization, or he didn't have time to spend underwriting 20 deals right? So then I say, okay, hey, after a couple of meetings, you know what, Steve, I'd love to intern for you. Here's what I can do for you. I have corporate experience. I can help you. And I love Excel. I can help you underwrite deals and save you, you know, X number of hours a week. Or, hey, I have the time right now. I just quit my job. (laughs) So I'm doing this full time. I have the time and capacity right now to lead the startup of your MFM chapter for you. So then you're coming with ideas on how to help them versus just saying, can I be your mentee? Teach me everything you know. You know, so how exactly? Yeah. Yep. Nailed it on the head. Always try and bring the solution with you. Don't let me kind of figure out what I need, you know, listen and bring a solution. So I absolutely love that. And that is certainly the right way to go about it. So, well, you already answered my next question was how did you add value to 
to Steve, but how did you get to that level where you were a mentee to then go to be a business partner? Yeah. And I would say, you know, and at the time I didn't flat out ask someone to say, Hey, can I be your mentee? It just naturally progressed that way. And that's kind of the the art and science to finding a mentor, right? You don't want to force it. Meet as many people as you can. You want that relationship to build naturally. And so just through conversations and meeting each other, we just naturally partnered in terms of being mentee, mentor, right? Having that relationship. We didn't define it. But then really over the course of last year, again, through all the work that I was helping him with, you know, all the deals that I was underwriting, we just decided it was essentially like a 10 month interview. right? And to get to the point of, Hey, you know what, maybe we should actually partner on a deal because we complemented each other so well that we said, this makes total sense to then go ahead and find a deal and, and, and do it together. So that's a natural progression. Anytime you're forcing something, it's not going to work out. You want to make sure that, that there's chemistry in that relationship to move to the partner stage. Yep. I love that too. It's not something that happens overnight. A lot of people try and force things. They want their first deal now. And, you know, the right relationships get built over a long period of time through effort and work and getting to know one another. So well done. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners about anything in general or about finding a mentor? Yeah, I think, you know, so for the folks starting out brand new, I would make sure you go out and meet as many people as you can. I am so excited to have things finally open up so we can do those in-person weekend events and meetups. So go out there, meet as many people as you can and be on the lookout. Find somebody to the point I made earlier, find somebody that resonates with you, has your similar values, has that success track record and know that also you can have more than one mentor. You can have somebody dedicated to teaching you about property management or you can have somebody who has the broker relationship and can teach you how to work with a broker. It doesn't have to be a one-size-fit-all person. It could be a team of mentors that help you. You just got to define what that looks like. And then again, just learn, have an open mindset. A lot of times people will go in and not be open to feedback. You know, if you're learning from somebody, make sure that you take their feedback and then act on it versus, you know, just being a sponge and not, you know, adjusting your ways, right? That's the whole point of being a mentee. You're learning from these people. Yep. Love it. All right. Are you ready to go into our final four questions with Alita? Sure. Let's do it. How many times have you thought there has to be a better way while working through endless rent rolls and historicals? Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right, Jenny, here we go. What is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you could not do without? I would say Excel. I love numbers and I'm not good at math in my head. (laughs) And so leave it up to Excel. (laughs) Excel does it for me. (laughs) Perfect. Can you tell us a story about one of your biggest mistakes in real estate investing so far and the main takeaway for our listeners? Mistake. I would say something I experienced last year was testing my patience a little bit. So what I mean by that is, you know, when I left work, 
everything shut down. We're trying to find deals. COVID just blew up, right? So deals weren't readily available. Everyone kind of held everything to their best. And I was impatient. I was just, I'm like, I'm underwriting 50 deals. Why can't I find one that works for us? And so it's not necessarily a mistake. I think it was just a shift in attitude and mindset that in this industry, you can't just jump on the first deal. You have to be patient and you have to find the right one with financial sense. And so what I learned just more about myself in that process was just while I was I'm kind of a go-getter, I like to just get things done. I needed to pause, especially being, you know, a little bit on the newer side of the industry. I needed to make sure I checked all the boxes to before, you know, pursuing something. So learning for the listeners, be patient. Good advice. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? Yeah, that's, that's a deep question. I would probably divvy that into two answers. So from a business standpoint for me to grow my life to the next stage, I would say continue to meet people. To that point earlier, I can't wait for things to open back up and continue meeting people in person because I think that takes anyone's business to the next level. When you're making connections and meeting like-minded people, it just snowballs after that. And then for me personally, I would say because we're moving at rocket speed right now, just taking the time to self-reflect at the end of the day by yourself or, you know, with your spouse or significant other and making sure that you're pivoting, reflecting, and then learning to pivot to make sure that you can adjust and improve, right? Because if you're doing the same thing every day and it's not working, then you're not going to grow. I love that. And lastly, Jenny, where can people find out more about you? So I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. You can also visit us on our website at verticalstreetventures.com. We have a free case study you can download to learn more about how we took a deal full cycle on the website. So looking forward to meeting everybody. Perfect. Thanks so much, Jenny. That was a great interview and some really great takeaways there. So it was always great to see you. And thanks for spending some time with us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.